welcome, folks, to the eighth episode of the Dudes Spake and Dude podcast. This is not a podcast about the history of Soviet-era television commercials, nor <laughs> is it a podcast about innovations in consumer genetic testing. In- <laughs> instead, this is a podcast about dudes who are spanking dudes and dudes who are being spanked by dudes. And this show is hosted by two dudes. Hey there, everybody. How you doing? I'm Sydney. And I am Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Welcome to the podcast, Sydney. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Sydney is a good friend of mine here in the spanking scene in the SoCal area. Um, and uh, he's a regular He's at a regular at the Moonburn parties with me. Uh, Sydney, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your relationship to the spanking scene. Uh, well, um, gosh, I've been... Uh, very interested in, in spanking for as long as I can remember, but um, really only having the chance to meet other men into it and uh, having been formally into the spanking scene for about seven or eight years now, um, mostly through Moonburn and through uh, Camp Redtail and various private interactions. But um, I would uh, I would describe myself as a heavy spank bottom. Yes. Enjoy the... <laughs> yeah, and Sydney and I uh, share a top in common, which is going to be relevant today because because I invited Sydney onto the podcast because he is such a, a tough bottom, and this is going to be an episode focusing on bottoms and being bottoms and bottom behavior. Um, and so, yeah, uh, we have a, a buddy who, who spanks both of us. Um, he's given us permission to talk about it on the podcast as long as we don't give too much identifying information so we will be referring to him as boss man uh because he is he he is the boss of me and you know <laughs> to a certain to a certain degree and uh it's funny because i've i've ever since i started the podcast it's really funny because i've been a top almost exclusively a top for about a decade now but since i've started the podcast i've been getting more and more into the idea of being a bottom and now i'm fully back i mean i am still primarily a top but i am now fully bottoming for this guy and so it's interesting to be you know get back into that mindset again and all that and that's kind of part of what this what this episode is going to be about so it's really great to be doing that i love it i'm i'm glad i'm doing it again and i'm glad i found a person that i could connect to in that in that way so that i can really really be a bottom Oh, yes, and I have witnessed the bottoming in action, and it's very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> we will end, and uh, he's, te- you know, he's teasing, but we will be talking. That actually will be the, the experience of bottoming. We will be talking a little bit more about how that played out throughout the podcast episode. Um, so business before we get started into the actual podcast content. Uh, first of all, last episode I mentioned a video, an old Control T video called Defensive Ends and Bared Beer Buddies. It had a football theme to it that I had been looking for for a very long time. And someone contacted me uh, and burned a copy of it on a DVD and sent it to me. So I'm going to give a big thanks to Cass44. He gave me permission to use his uh, name on WAPS, um, his K-A-S-S-44. Thank you very much. Uh, if, you, if you want to you know, contact him, he's on the, the WAPS um, spanking um, hookup place that we, we talked about with Jaden, the founder, in the last podcast. It's at... Uh, www.whappz.com uh, if you want to join up once again use the referral code dudes 
and uh, make up your profile if you haven't already. He's still working on um, improvements to the site, actually. He just contacted me yesterday and mentioned some stuff he's working on. So uh, keep joining up if you haven't already. And then uh, summer's coming around, and it's here. And so there are some summer events, uh, spanking events, and Sydney just referenced one of them. Camp Red Tails is in July. Woohoo! Yeah, so you, and you're thinking of going this year, but you haven't decided yet? Right, yeah. Usually for me, it's almost a last-minute thing, unfortunately, because of my school schedule and everything going on. But, um, yeah, I, I'm still considering it. I really am, I would love to do it. Yeah, I still have not been to it yet. There's always something that gets in the way. In, since I've moved to Los Angeles, it's been money. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, planning, I I'm planning a huge fall uh, family vacation cruise, so I'm kind of skimping on doing anything fancy with vacations this year. So if you're interested in Camp Red Tails, it's in Northern California. It runs from July 13th through 18th, so it's this event in you know this private facility where guys get together. You stay there, you get food, and there's lots of spanking going on. It's put together by the folks of Man's Hand Film. Um, which is, you know, a spanking uh, video company. Uh, so look them up online at manshandfilms.com. And they have an option there that they show up on the site uh, for Camp Red Tails. And click on that, and it will give you information on who to contact to get more uh, information if you're thinking of attending. Um, it's a great way to meet people. I believe Jaden from, you know, in the last podcast, he actually, his introduction to the – Spanking scene here was from going to Camp Red Tails and then starting to come to the Moonburn party. So it's a great way to meet people if you can swing getting out there. Well, yeah, it really is. Yeah, and then in October, um, it's, gosh, it's, this means it's been about a year since I've started doing the podcast. Um, the Badass Weekend in Augusta, Georgia is back October 19th through 22. Um, Augusta, Georgia, it's a very similar event to Camp Red Tails. They're staying at a resort um, and they're spanking events for several days. Uh, for more information on that one, go to www.bawevent.com. Yep, so some good events on both coasts if you're looking to spend some time and meet some people into the spanking scene. Uh, with that, let's get directly into our Real Dudes Spanking Real Dudes segment. Uh, and that's about... Uh, Building up your butt and becoming a tougher bottom. The funny thing is, like, somebody contacted me right as I was planning, because uh, I knew I was going to ask you, Sydney, to be on the podcast. Right. And someone actually contacted me while I was doing the planning. I don't think he – I'm pretty sure he hadn't realized that, that I hadn't said anything that I was doing this, but he wanted us to do a podcast episode where we talked about building up pain tolerance as a bottom. And one of the things he says, you know, building up pain tolerance is a real art. I think the best way is just get spanked often. Yeah. Uh, you, you realize, or at least I did, that you'll survive, and he has survive in air quotes here, uh, <laughs> and that the pain will end eventually. Uh, once you come to that realization, your stress level is lower, and you can relax and enjoy, again, in air quotes, <laughs> if that's the right word. <laughs> The spanking and paddling and anticipate the wonderful afterglow that comes later. Yes. So that's what our real dude section is about. It's about building up your butt, becoming a tougher bottom, because I I hear a lot from newcomers to the scene who are just getting spanked for the first time, and they discover that it hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so, Sydney, talk about how you – you get spanked a lot. I, I've, you'll go to the Moonburn, and the Moonburn party is four hours long, and, and you'll get spanked all the way through it. I mean, not not four hours nonstop, but 
a lot of it. So, so as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I I really enjoy the the deeper, heavier spanking as we've established. I'm a pretty heavy bottom. Um, as far as how to build up and um, really begin to take more. Um, I think there's, well, it's firstly, it's really your mindset. And like you were just saying, you, 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 you kind of realize, okay, I'm, I'm not going to die. I'm going to be fine. But there are a lot of us out there who do like, um, well, we do like a little bit of a pain, call us pain pigs, whatever you want to <laughs> say. But there is a, there is a logical, I feel, um, if you're just starting out in particular, I think there is a logical progression into building up um, some tolerance and uh, a thicker hide, as it were. And that's just to kind of start really with finding someone who has a good heavy hand. Believe it or not, a lot of people have, oh my God, they have, some people <laughs> feel like they have a paddle on the end of their wrist. I mean, it just, they've just got these incredible, just nonstop spanking hands that can just go forever. And then go from there into leather implements, wood, and then heavier and heavier implements like, um, you know, Lexan, if you care to even approach that. With, with Lexan, for those who don't know, is like, plexiglass almost uh and just a little bit uh, a heavier version and then um you know it, it really is about finding out how you what implements you like and how you can build from there and doing it in a way that uh your skin and your physiology can handle because you do like for for me now i'm to the point where um you've probably witnessed and i know how people have it um, like for example at camp Redtail. You get to the point where your your will and your love of it can handle more than your body. You're suddenly found in a position where your your skin gives out, your skin breaks, or you play too hard and you're feeling fine, but you're basically because of the kind of medical technicality, you probably should either stop or um, back off for a while. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, I've had a bottom here actually who I who I played with who could take so much that I ended up I had to stop the scene at the top because I was concerned he was fine. I mean, yeah. he could but his I had broken his skin and and for, and had been broken for a while and I'm like he's he he wanted to be brought to tears and it was very clear that that wasn't going to happen and mm. without causing harm. Right. Um, so I, I, we brought that scene to an end. It was a nice long scene, though, and he certainly enjoyed it. But you know, um, well, you know, and, and the thing is also um, that's another thing about being brought to tears is that you know that's I guess that's a goal for a lot of men. I suppose it helps to establish what it is you really want from spanking. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you if you want actually the whole building up your bottom and being brought to tears, they're almost counterproductive goals because the, usually it turns out you know you'll discover that bringing yourself to tears thing requires quick, harsh, no build up punishment. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know, and that actual scene lasts maybe fifteen minutes. Right, and. The goal is not pain tolerance. So, but if you want to build up your butt, you want this sort of long, long sessions where you're um, taking sets, taking breaks between the sets, taking mm-hmm. more sets, switching between implements, and that's actually what I've been doing with Bossman. Um, and eventually, I do want to get to the point. We've actually been talking about this. I, I do want to get to the point where I do take 
those harsher sessions with him that would maybe bring me to tears. Um, but I still want to do, you know, I want to be able to do both things, but I, but not at the same, not in the same scene. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's, that's how, that's how boss man and I play for sure. I, I do like, uh, scenes where there's no warm up. It's punishment. And because, you know, I get a lot, I really get a lot out of spanking. It's not just, um, the chemical high and, um, the sensuality of it and just really enjoying, well, enjoying the pain, but I enjoy just the atmosphere and, and watching everyone else enjoy themselves and having a good time. Um, but that's that particular locale there. Like say, for example, the Moonburn, but private play is a different story and there's different goals for me in private play which are um, to really see, for me, is to see what my limits are. And I, you know, I, uh, in conversation with several people that I bought them for, I still really haven't found them, which is kind of, is that scary? I don't know. Is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, but you're not, you're not the only person who's that way as, as mm-hmm. a Bob. And, I, and I've run into a couple of other guys. But for those who are, you know, new to the scene, and are just kind of getting in there, um, you know, be patient. Um, and then, you know, one of the other things I would mention is, is specifically for bottoms who are new to the sea, who are working on building, um, building themselves up. The top plays a role in this, obviously. And so you need to talk to your top and let him know what your goals are. Because certainly experienced tops, you know, boss man does this, is very good at doing this, I do this, is... You know, there's such a thing as being a tough, firm top, but also a patient one. And so, you know, what happens is when I'm dealing with a, a, a bottom who's starting to who, who wants to grow in what he can take, but also, you know, is, is being pushed, I'm very firm on pushing him. Um, but mm. it's a it's a lengthy, patient process. So if you're a, a top who's dealing with someone in this situation, um, request feedback from the bottom. Um, it's a kind of a situation where you don't want to be the kind of rigid top because um, some guys are like this, and it's perfectly fine for them to be that way. But when you're dealing with someone who a bottom who's trying to learn and grow into being a bottom, it could be a little bit too rough for them. So you'll want to do things like get feedback from them and make sure it's okay. Check in with them. One of the things that I do is because I have so many different implements um, when I'm dealing with it, you know, someone who's new, particularly if they're new to me or new learning to take paddles. Um, mm-hmm. Since I've been doing this podcast, I've been talking a lot about paddles. I've had a lot of gu- several guys who have come to me and who wanted to start learning to take paddles. And so I always, you know, they're usually over my knee and they can't see what I'm doing. So I show them the paddle that I'm using. <laughs> you know, I, I pull it over and hold it in front of them so they can see what I'm going to do. And then I start using it on them. Um, and then I get their feedback on how it feels for them. Um, because one of the things that happens is, um, despite what we see in spanking videos where, you know, the bottoms are all, oh, you know, they're kind of overreacting to the spanking. Right. That right. doesn't really often happen in real life. Thank God, because sometimes it makes videos hard to watch because it's, it's when it's particularly when it's really fake. <laughs> um, but sometimes tops, um, if you don't get a lot of feedback from the bottom, whether verbal or physical, if they're just laying there, it's kind of, it can be a challenge for a top to know 
what the experience is for the bottom and how they're feeling about the implement. So I'm re getting regular, you know, requesting feedback from them on how the paddle feels. Um, mm -hmm. And I get, because I've done this so much, you get some surprises. Like um, I have a thick rubber paddle with a, a wooden handle, which to me, I, I, I got it for a, a, an ex-boyfriend of mine who liked the thud, like you, he liked the really sort of thud mm -hmm. reactions. And it's really good for that. And I always assumed that newcomers could not possibly happen, uh, handle it. It's, it looks and feels pretty rough. Um, but I've had bottoms who are still relatively new and don't have a lot of endurance, but love that paddle. So I've learned to kind of not guess too much, you know. Yeah, well, I can understand that. In particular, um, I think – Thud, from, I'll just speak for myself, thud, deep thud is easier to deal with, in particular in the beginning of the spanking session, because um, you're developing a little more tolerance more quickly. It, it penetrates more deeply into the, the muscle, uh, whereas something a little more surfacy, a little more sting, is it just lights you up a little too quickly. You want something that's sort of in between first, and then later have something that will bite through like something a little more surfacey and sting that's for me personally but i've also found that the lighter real thin paddles will break your skin far faster than the thud the thud just is more comfortable even though it sounds well for a lot of people it is but it um it may sound more brutal but for me it's a lot more comfortable and a lot of bottoms will probably feel that way so that's another uh, good idea is to, to um, try and avoid uh, the thinner sort of wispy, if you want to call it that, paddles uh, in the very, very beginning of your session because that does lead to, to much faster broken skin, and depending on you. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, Scott, but um, – well, I'm very, I'm very well. The paddle, I, I have a pad, the paddle that I use on newbies that actually is a thin paddle, but it's so thin. I mean, it's it's like at this perfect thinness where it doesn't break the skin. What it, it's it's the it's just the perfect thin paddle, and I wish I could find it in like I, I still have not been able to find it online and recommend it to other people's. But um, but you can actually that one is thin enough that you can paddle someone for a very long time, even a beginner, which. I wouldn't do that, but um, I've never broken any skin with it. But I understand if you start getting into slightly, even slightly thicker paddles, it will break um, skin if you do long sessions, mm -hmm. um, especially if you don't do breaks. Um, so when I'm when I'm spanking someone with a long paddle, I'm probably using using ten or twenty swats at a time, and then taking a short break, usually rubbing their butt, um, getting them comfortable. Uh -huh. um, and then switching between, I've got you know so many different implements now. So I'm going between, uh, you know, something that's thin, something that gives a little thud, and then I've got flexible things. I've got you know I've got some straps um, mm. that you know, straps. yeah that are not really intense ones. So they're also really good to use on people without a lot of experience. So you start going through these different sensations, so you don't get overwhelmed with a particular particular thing. Um, and then, you know, what I would recommend from someone who's having that, if you're fortunate enough to have that experience, I would recommend two things on that. Find an implement, you know, if one of those implements that you really, really like the experience of being punished with an implement, find out what it is and find out about getting one for yourself. I'm a 
big, big encourager of bottoms getting their own implements. That way you know you're going to have something that you want to experience when you're with another bottom. Yeah, absolutely. I, can, I completely agree. And I've been very fortunate to inherit a few things from um, the late Glenn Walker and uh, a few other things that I purchased. But, yeah, having your own implements especially – well, and that also helps you increase your tolerance as well because then you're ready to play. You can invite people over or whatever have you. You have the implements that you like. You don't have to necessarily rely on somebody else to provide them. Yeah, and yeah, and because you like that implement, you're probably better and you know what it feels like. You're in – it creates a sort of psychological mindset for yourself that you want to take more. Yeah. Now, then the other thing I would recommend almost, is almost the opposite, which is if there's an if you're really, really looking to building up your pain tolerance, make note of make note of your weakness and maybe not buy your own. But um, if you're playing with someone repeatedly and they have an implement, you know, try and get some squats with that. Keep track of that so you can kind of gauge your growth. Um, like I have a weakness for Lexin. As in, I mean, a weakness against Lexan, I guess, is the more <laughs> accurate way to – but most people do. It's They're a really intense paddle. It's like saying I have a weakness to getting shot. You know, everyone <laughs> – um, and I don't have a Lexan paddle, but Bossman does, and he has started using it on me. And, ooh, um, but, but each time he's used it, I've taken more swats than the previous time, and that's how I'm really evaluating my growth of building up my – building up my bottom skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lexan definitely is a, yeah, yeah. It's one of those where you you have to build up to it and just decide if this is yeah. the day for Lexan or not. It, essentially, it has both <laughs> feelings to it. Is what it is, is because it's heavy, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's because of the, the material it's made of, it does the sting when it hits, but it's also heavy enough to do the thud. So it's both. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It can really... There's no give. Yeah, the the one the, the time I've had uh, on a couple of occasions now when I was back when, before when I was bottoming and I was trying to get into that that phase again, where I've been brought to hardcore bawling tears has been with Lexan paddles. Yeah, um, the last time I was seriously had a, a serious skin break um, was a series I decided that I was going to take, I believe, twenty swats with eight different paddles. That was the deal. Um, and actually might have been more than that. And the one that really ended it really because of severe, well, breakage was, yeah, it was Lexan. Yeah. But I, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, let's talk about physical safety. So, so what is it that you do? Cause, cause I've been asked about aftercare and I'm just terrible about that as a top. I just leave the bottoms to deal with it themselves. So, so as a bottom, as a bottom, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, it's good to have a little team, just a small kit of some sort. But you certainly want to have something, in the very least, like hand sanitizer. And I, you know, I can already hear people cringing, but you, it, the sting at that point really shouldn't matter to you, especially if you've really been playing for quite a while. And it does, you know, obviously slip, slapping hand sanitizer on your uh, freshly whooped ass is going to have a little sting to it. But you, the last thing you want is a bacterial infection. So, um, you know, just keeping your skin sanitized, really. And then um, generally, I think uh, the aftercare, I mean, really, if, if you're bruised, personally, I enjoy bruises. <laughs> They're a bit of a, um, 
you know, a bit of a medal of honor for me. But if you really want to avoid them, then you probably want to avoid heavier play. If you're especially if you're not the kind of person that wants other people to see that you've been playing, if you go to the gym, if you've got someone that you are in a relationship with that doesn't know you like spanking or they do, they just don't want to know that you've been doing it. You know, you have to decide on, on that kind of care before you even get there. So prevention might be an idea for you. But uh, at the very least, I think just, I mean, it's difficult to, to carry around a, anything more than just most places like at, at, at uh, Moonburner's hand sanitizer. Just yeah. up. I've never had anything serious happen. Even playing in outdoor scenarios has usually been just fine. Um, I have found, though, that a lot of guys, and, and I've seen it once or twice with myself, you get kind of like a... Uh, what is it? A skin reaction that sort of looks like a pimple. And a lot of people might kind of know what I'm talking about there, but hmm. I, don't. The last thing you'd want to do is like start popping those kinds of things. Just leave it alone. Cover it with <laughs> cream. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. And yeah, and if there if there are physical limits to like if if you don't want bruises, if there are marks, you know, if you have an issue with marks, um, communicate that with the top because you might not, as a bottom, you might not, you're, you're probably not going to, the top is going to be more likely to see if something's developing than you. Uh, I remember when, I think, God, it was maybe the second time I went to Moonburn, um, somebody let me spank them, did not say anything about any sort of limits. And um, and I, I didn't even give him an intense spanking, but he did, um, he was a very dark red afterwards, Mm. Uh, and he was concerned about it. And I was like, oh, I didn't know if you had said something, you know, we could have, I, I would have let you know, you know, the because I, like, I was still bottoming at that time. And I was getting, that was when I was at my height of, like, getting hardcore crazy stuff. So it wasn't even something that, <laughs> that, that, that crossed my mind. So, you know, definitely communicate with the top if you have concerns about marks or anything like that. Um, and then there's kind yeah, of great. yeah. Then we want to talk a little bit about the psychological component of getting yourself into the mindset because you and I are kind of very different. Without <laughs> I have been, you play with everyone. I have been struggling, you know, for a long time to find the guy where I could get into that side psychological frame of space. So, how do you get into a mindset where you can just let anybody beat you? <laughs> well, I don't let. Anybody beat me, but you know, you may not know that if you go to Moonburn because I play so much. But I do, you know. I think, I think it's just really for me. It's my whole approach to spanking is just I just love it. I love it's just I love being a brat. I love being an absolute little shit and getting punished for it and just causing problems and being mischievous. And to me, it's just my whole boyish mindset allows something in me to come out and. I just enjoy it, but there are times when, mm, when I know if I'm going to have a really serious session, I guess, hmm, I guess really I try to find the erotic aspects of it, particularly if if it's someone that I'm really attracted to. Um, but the mindset for me is always there. As soon as I know I'm going to Moonburn, I'm already in. I'm in the mood. I'm already, I'm ready. You know, I'm just, I'm just spanking myself on the way to the event. But I'm just having a. I don't know about any particular way. How do you how do you get in the mindset? Because I'm not really there's nothing really in particular that I can say. Yeah, for for boss man, 
it was the realization that we are very much on the same wavelength in enough areas where we have these, you know, connected to spanking that that builds this connection. The same kind of thing happened. Um, people who listen back on back in episode three, uh, I referenced a guy who I was I called the bully, who I had the same sort of connection with. Things to ultimately didn't work out with the bully, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, these things happen. Um, but it was, you know, there was a there was a sort of I'm just, you know, chemical attraction, similar mm-hmm. to someone, you know, you, oh, that guy, I'm really interested in that guy. He and I are the exact same age. Um, we have very similar outlooks towards spanking, um, into very similar things. Um, he's very physical. He's like, he's not into role play, um, and he just has a sort of easygoing dominance that's not based on trying to create various scenarios. And so he just sort of hit this, in, and that was the same thing with the bully. And so it just sort of hit this sweet spot in me where it triggered the psychological thing where I'm like, this is who I'm looking for to be spanked by. And mm-hmm. so then I just kind of start working around that and just kind of experiment a little bit. He's willing to experiment with me, which is, you know, the next stage in that he had neither he and previously the bully didn't have any expectations coming in. We just started fooling around. And I'm like, I, I felt that chemistry building there. So I, so then I kind of took the lead uh, for a while in pushing it's weird but i was like kind of i'm a it turns out i'm a very pushy bottom which i kind of knew i'm pushier <laughs> i push here as a bottom than i am as a top which is, is is really kind of funny um so i'm you know kind of creating this dynamic these dynamics that make me comfortable with being a bottom and setting the sort of limits that let me get into that dynamic in that play space and he's coming along with them, but he's also dominant enough that he's pushing me along. I'm not mm-hmm. dragging him along. He's pushing me along, you know, as well. So we just kind of fed off of each other. And so I would say for someone like me who, you know, it, particularly because I guess really this goes out to people who are primarily tops. Um, but there are there are other I know other guys like me who are primarily tops, but are also like me looking for someone to bottom with, which, uh-huh. right. you know, and, and it may only be, you know, it, it's not going to be like, like, Oh, I'm going to bounce from person to person. I want to find that one person that I'm comfortable with and then bottom with that person. And it's not like necessarily developing a relationship, although I do know guys who are in relationships who are like that. Um, but it's just like, here's someone where I know, I can get myself into this mindset and be a bottom and, mm-hmm. and it's clicked. I can't. So, so as a top, find someone who's on your same wavelength, you know, that, that you can feel like, um, like, like you want this. And it typically is in this case is a top who's also flexible. Like there are flexible tops and you, there are rigid tops and mm-hmm. I'm a flexible top. Boss man is a flexible top. And so that made me comfortable with experimenting him because I knew that he wasn't going to force his particular scene until I'm ready to say, okay, you can force whatever you want on me, which is we're rapidly approaching that point. 
as it is, I went to his place, um, and I've vaguely hinted at this, or vaguely referenced this in the last podcast, but I should mention now, I've discovered that I'm a... I don't know how hardcore I am, but I am very much a impact play bottom, which is something I didn't know until I experimented with Bossman, who is into impact play. For people who mm-hmm. don't know what impact play is, there are parts of the body that you could also hit and strike as part as fetish play, where it's safe and it's not going to cause harm, just like spanking and things like the your chest, um, the back of your shoulders, your thighs, um, even face slapping if you're careful and you avoid the ears and the eye socket. It turns out I love getting my face slapped. Oh, isn't it great? No, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And so, and this is something that I just kind of experimented with with Bosmian, and it turns out I really like it. And so I did a scene with him that combined spanking and and um, impact play. And it was great because he could push me with the spanking. Then when I needed to break uh, from the spanking, he was still able to keep smacking me around. He was just hitting other parts of my body. And so it was a great discovery about myself. And it, it came from having that chemistry with him. So, so if you find it tough to just let go with a bunch of different guys, like like uh, like like is able to, um, Look for guys that you develop um, these sort of connections where you feel comfortable with them and, and comfortable with letting them um, slowly take the lead over you. Well, I suppose that I guess there might be the difference here between you and I is that I don't really have to get into the frame of mind of being a bottom because I'm always in that frame of mind. You're kind of having to go back and forth maybe a little bit more. But, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fond of saying – I'm fond of saying that I am always willing to donate a spanking to a bottom in need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mindset, my, my mindset completely changes when I go into bottom mode. And in fact, I, I refer to it as bottom mode now, now that I'm actually doing it. And um, it's funny because um, Bossman shows up later in the Moonburn parties. And so the early part of the moon bar, uh, Moonburn party, I'm all top, all, all top, just going around giving spankings and the minute he shows up my psychology just changes <laughs> well that's funny because it just doesn't even when i'm giving a spanking to someone it just my mindset you know what i'll say to them is something like well you know no one's more evil with a paddle than another bottom whack 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 <laughs> you know I, I i don't really necessarily change mindsets i'm always in that bottom mindset even though i might be spanking someone but um i think it really depends also on the top that you're playing with and it's kind of basically the synopsis of what you're saying but um yeah i have to say with uh with boss man i really enjoy the super heavy play and it's uninhibited um just beating and i love it Absolutely love it. I'll be seeing him tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, um, and I'll be seeing both of you on Saturday, actually. That's right. I'll be in a spanking demo. I can't wait for that. Yes. Yeah. Um. And so we had a couple questions, um, which we've kind of actually <laughs> got both into both of them. But uh, someone wanted to know whether we found it better or easier to increase endurance with one regular spanker, or was it better to give up to a variety of spankers and learn from those experiences? I suppose if you have the opportunity, you should try as many as you can. Um, A lot of people don't live in an area or in a city where they have the opportunity. There aren't play parties. And if you're lucky enough to have someone to play with, then by all means, you know, play as hard as you can, as long as you can. But um, I think it's a better idea to to incorporate as many other people's perspectives as you can, just because you may find, like, the person who 
you just really click with. And then that mental gap of bridging that is just the ticket you needed to go farther. Yeah, and the, the one thing that I would – the one um, thing I would say about having a regular spanker though, <clears throat> excuse me, is that having a regular spanker, spanker can put you in a situation where you can measure your progress as mm, a bottom. That's true. Because mm-hmm. there's there's one bottom – I actually haven't seen him for a while. He hasn't been at Moonburn for a while, but I used to um, – he wanted to improve his ability to take a paddle. And mm-hmm. so I used I would use one particular paddle on him, and he would count how many swats he was able to take. And I would, it would be very careful, methodical. It wasn't you know I wasn't wailing away on him. It wasn't like a punishment. It was a growth sort of, you know, set, you know twenty thirty swats and then break. You know, and and he was counting through all of this, and you know, and then he would measure. And when he decided that he needed to stop, he would stop, and he would have that number, and he would remember that. And then every time we play, the goal was to take more swats than the previous time. Oh, my, oh God, what is my goal tomorrow? I know, my, oh, we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, definitely, if you can get into a situation with a regular spanker um, like I have and you have, and uh, God, that just makes a world of difference if you're serious about spanking and it's just the kind of play that you know rocks your world, but... I don't know. I just feel bad for guys that don't have the opportunity, really. Yeah, I mean that's why you know it's tough. And what I would recommend, I mean, we're all kind of taught, you know, because our kink is, you know, because kinks are weird. You know, we're kind of taught to downplay their importance in our lives. And oh, I, yeah, I would. I mean, if this is your sexuality, the idea mm-hmm. of saving up money to go, you know, I, if if it worked for the fact that Moonburn were here. I absolutely would be saving up money to go to Camp Red Tails or mm-hmm. to go to Badass Weekend because mm-hmm. it's such an important part of my sexuality. So I would say if it's that important, save up money. It's tough. It's rough. I know. But you know, maybe plan to you know to drive out. You know, instead of or you know whatever you could do because it is it's part of your sexuality, and you shouldn't just have to shove that aside just because it's you know entirely just because it's not easy because that helps contribute to your personal unhappiness you know in life so yeah so anyway that's my lecture my speech on that but i did have (laughs) one other question from someone who um he he sent me this message uh, too late for it to or well not enough time for it to actually be in the podcast and for it to be of use to him so I gave my own response to him was essentially how long do marks on the butt last because he had a physical the next week and he didn't want the doc to see oh what a pussy yeah so what I, what I told him was to I was like usually you know three or four days sometimes I said but you know come up with a story on how it happened in case the doc asks um, but for your experience, <laughs> for me, I would just probably say, hey, you know, if they ask the question, I'm going to give them the answer. I yeah. like spanking. But I no. mean, for someone who doesn't, you know, yeah, uh, um, you, you know, there's really, again, it's a really tough question to ask. It just it, or answer. It depends on the person. Uh, you know, you need to gauge. It, it, it's an experimental process. You need to gauge yourself um, taking heavier play. Look at see how long the marks last on yourself. Are they still there an hour or two later? For me, it's what they call um, I have an etch-a-sketch butt. I just move my ass and they're gone and I'm ready <laughs> to go. But some people are 
um, given to, you know, red marks that last quite a long time, welts that maybe last for a day or more. You might bruise very easily. If you know that about yourself, then you've got to plan accordingly. But um, how yeah. can you – it's difficult to say. Just learn how to gauge it. That's all. Yeah, I, I will bruise from from Lex and paddles, and I think also from from heavy straps or straps where if it hits me low on my by the top of my thighs. When, when I played um, that heavy session with Bossman that included the impact play, um, mm-hmm. I had two bruises that lasted I think three days, two or three days. I loved it. Uh, and that's actually I go I go I love like you I love I love getting marks. I absolutely love mm-hmm. having those marks. So. Um, yeah. Badge of honor. Yeah. yeah, there are times when I'm, I'm disappointed that I don't have enough marks after sessions. Unfortunately. Yep. Yep. I'm the same way, and I'm like, okay, next time, next time, ask for more. Um, so with that, let us move into the fantasy life of spanking. And you teased the subject already in your discussion, in our discussion of real world spanking, and that is. Brat behavior and the importance of being a brat. <laughs> you do not have to be a kid to be a brat. And being a brat is really, really useful, actually. Yeah, so let's start off. Let's just like – so the the immediate connotation when we say that – when we associate brattiness with spanking is guys who behave like children. And we know those guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we do, um, yeah, guys who, and you know, to the point, you know, they they act like children. Um, you know, they they they, they want to call you daddy. Um, some of it, you know, there's you know age play regression. Some guys who are even into you know wearing diapers as part of this. So so it's you know there is a potentially you know there is a big role play concept of brats. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's perfectly valid. It's a way of getting your mind into that situation. We talk about the psychological component. It's a way of getting your mind into a situation where you allow yourself to be punished and allow yourself to feel pain. It's a way of making you feel like you deserve what's happening to you. It's just a way to get into that psychological mindset. It's fun, um, but it doesn't have to be completely about age play. And that's kind of what we want to get into here as well, because you do not have to be a kid to be a brat. And and what brat behavior really is is a little bit more complicated than that. You talked about behaving like a brat. What does that mentality mean to you? Uh, to me, you know, I I just have the most fun in that kind of behavior. Um, and for me, it just in, in means enjoying other people's pain. <laughs> uh, like I, I enjoy pointing and laughing at people when they're getting their ass beat, and I actually enjoy getting people into trouble and watching them um, suffer because of my actions, and it's a lot of fun. But huh? yeah, yeah, I should mention that Sydney. Since I started getting, is talking about getting into baking. Sydney is is in. It's possibly more enthusiastic about me getting spanked than either <laughs> either myself or Boss Man. So <laughs> I just think it's so much fun. And I but, have given him, and I, I gave him, and I'll do this officially on the podcast so everyone can hear, is that I have given Sidney my enthusiastic consent <laughs> for him to if, try to get me into trouble with Boss Man to get As me if I really need your consent. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, I guess um, 
it always starts off with being defiant, right? You want the brat is usually defiant. You, you know, you kind of want to find ways to to egg on the top. Yeah, and um, that's but, and that's what's really valuable from from the perspective of a top. Like I, I talked earlier about when when you're building up your butt. Um, what a top gets out of a spaking seed is often feed. You know what what makes it arousing and 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 fulfilling for a top. It's not just the sadisticness of, of inflicting pain. Um, that's manifest in the kind of feedback you get from the, the guy that you're spaking. And when you don't get any feedback, it could be a chore, you know. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about a brat is. A brat is someone who's enthusiastic about being a bottom, and so they're encouraging the top. And from the perspective of someone who's a top, that's great. I love bratty bottoms because I know they're into it, and I know I'm on the right track. Right, right, right. Well, and then, you know, as long as they're not obnoxious about it, because a lot of tops, you know, that doesn't turn them on. You got to kind of gauge it a little bit better. And uh, some guys are going to put it a little more than others. But uh, I don't know. I think if you're to me, it's about being a boy and just being playful and having fun. And brattiness always comes into that, you know, um, and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be disrespectful, smart mouth, little asshole. But you uh, can certainly go there if you if, if that's going to get you what you want. But for me, being a brat gets me what I want yeah. almost every single time. And when you're in the scene, it's a way of. You know, reinforcing the relationship from the perspective of the bottom that, you know, mm-hmm. that without saying, you know, because otherwise, like I said before, I'm usually checking in regularly with the bottom to make sure things are OK. If the bottom is acting like a brat during the spanking, I don't need to check in to see if he's OK, because he's sending me the message to keep spanking him. He's sending me the message. You know, if he keeps on doing it, he's sending me the message to escalate the session. Mm-hmm. And right. that's really, really useful for a top. Right. Really useful. And so, if you're a bottom and you're you're wanting the top to do more, if you're wanting him to give you more, do that. You know, if you could get yourself in that mindset, and it doesn't necessarily mean you know being oh you know fuck you, daddy, but just sort of like um, taunting. And I'll, I'll give you an I'll give an example because this is what played out. I've just you know, I discovered my inner brat at, at the last Moonburn, which was so. <laughs> and you you actually witnessed the entire thing, I believe. So Bossman had me over his knee, um, spanking me for using a paddle, um, and I was really really I I I I am very sarcastic with him, and, and mm-hmm. he is, he is sarcastic right back with me. I have a very sarcastic personality in the first place. Um, which is fun also when you're a top because that helps feed – if you're a bully top, being kind of a sarcastic asshole helps reinforce your dominance. Right. Um, but as you know, as a bottom, um, I was being – you know, I was using it to kind of you know tease him and taunt him and, and push the scene forward. And at, at one point – I don't re- even exactly remember exactly what I said, but he said, okay – he picked, you know, he got me up off of his knee and had me, you know, stand over next to this sofa where he had been spanking me. And he went over to his bag to get his strop, which he has a, a hardcore, hardcore strop. Oh, fuck yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I turned around to watch him go do this. And he said, did I tell you to turn around? And my response was, No. And I just stood there and stared at him. 
So I didn't comply. You know, I didn't do this sort of no daddy thing, but I did this sort of sarcastic, you know, like, what are you going to do about it? Attitude of a brat. Mm-hmm. And, and oh. <laughs> well, I have to say the look on your face after you uh, received punishment was – Fabulous. Oh, I took this trap. And there's the, and that's the other psychological component to being a brat. Was uh, So I'm not as experienced with this trap. I had only taken it from him once. Mostly it's been paddle play. And the other thing from the perspective of a bottom is when you're doing this brat play, it's a way of um, committing yourself to the experience. Again, when we talk about psychological mindset, when you act like a brat to a top who has a strap in his bag that you know he's going, he's looking to use it on you, you're committing, you're committing yourself to taking that strap, which is exactly what I did. And holy crap, was it intense? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got, you get what you deserve. So make sure you're ready when you ask for it. Yeah. Because one of the things I had forgotten because, you know, the thing about a strap, you know, I'm very experienced with the paddle, both as a top as a bottom, and the the paddle has a limited play area on a guy's butt. A strap is less limited. You still want to try to, you know, you still want to do things like avoid the, the tailbone, mm-hmm. um, but you could hit much higher up on the butt and, you know, and on the thighs, you know, than, than you can with the paddle. And, oh, he hit me in areas that I wasn't expecting because he did make me, you know, look away so I couldn't see where the strap was hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh goodness! <laughs> mm-hmm. And wraps, but, yep, especially if it wraps around the hip. That's nice yep. and delicious. Now I want you to imagine taking that to the back. That's next. That's actually where where I'm pushing. He has. He just recently got a new flogger, and I haven't taken. I've never had a flogging before. But that's next in the impact play is is learning to take that stuff on the back, which I, which I haven't tried before, but I'm going to. It's oh, great. Yeah. You'll love it. Yeah, and so yeah, and so so that really kind of forced me because I did that. It it forced me to take a punishment that I would have been reluctant to ask for. Yeah, you know, it's amazing how sometimes you don't know what you're capable of until it happens or you don't even don't even know that you like something until it happens. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and, and you know, the one tip is then is to don't be reckless with doing this <laughs> when you're escalating this because you you might get something that you that you're not prepared for like a bath brush. Um, <laughs> um, with, yeah. With, yeah, with you know without a warm warm up because keep in mind when what you're reinforcing isn't just the, your desire to be a masochist is you are reinforcing to the top that you want him to be more sadistic. So mm-hmm. he's going to do that, and you know, because you escalated it, he's probably not going to immediately stop when you know you start saying, "Oh my God, this hurts!" Ow, 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 ow! Stop! You know, in fact, you know, one of the brats we know likes to do that. You know, he will mm-hmm. he will signal. You know, he will be bratty, then he'll he'll start screaming bloody murder. Um, but that doesn't really, you know, that's the experience that he wants to have. Right. Well, we know in his case, he's an actor. Yeah. So he, he usually, that doesn't mean really much with him. Right. Yeah. Be prepared. Be prepared. Don't escalate it if you're not prepared to be, yeah. uh, yeah. To, to really take it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it has, is, it has, it is made, um, 
it has made bottoming a lot more fun for for me to kind of I I love and you know I had been ta- I was uh, talking to to um, boss man and he wasn't expecting that behavior either, which made it even all the more fun because I had been so straight <laughs> I had been so careful and cautious about building up being a bottom and suddenly I'm like what are you going to do big boy and, <laughs> and you know I said did you like that and he's like oh yes so so he liked it and I was like well now he knows to expect that behavior from me and you know and I know to expect that if I if I escalate and we are we've started having the conversations about taking those those sessions you talk about the no warm up kind of sessions. Mm-hmm. So we have started having that conversation where I'm saying I think I'm getting ready to build up to doing that. So you know that's going to happen down the line, and maybe I'll do a podcast episode specifically about those specific types of spankings because they're they're so very different from the long play sessions that 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 tend to be the focus of the podcast episodes. So. Uh, maybe that'll be for a future episode and maybe I'll wait until after I've had one because it's been 11, 12 years since I've had a session like that. So I, I need to experience it before I can talk excessively about it. <laughs> well, maybe in the very near future. You know, I am seeing him tomorrow. We may conspire to help you out with that. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay. And so with that, <laughs> yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a, that's a, a good way to kind of bring our session to an end. So just kind of reinforce that. Be a brat to encourage, you know, if you want to encourage your top to spank you, um, it's a signal that you want to be spanked more, um, especially if you're doing it while the spanking is happening. If you are a top, when that happens, you know, recognize what that is, mm-hmm. is, that, is, is that the top is, you know, the bottom is both reinforcing the bottom, watch the experience, the bottom is pushing you to provide more. So, and uh, with that, I guess that will bring our episode to an end. Um, big, big thanks to Sydney for helping me out. If anyone wants to contact me, with any questions for future podcast episodes, any responses about, you know, being a brat, uh, about toughening up your butt, um, you can contact me on Tumblr at RedSpankScott, on WAPS as RedSpankScott, Recon as RedSpankScott, uh, Scruff as RedSpankScott, and then on Spank This Hookups, I am still Red SPK Scott, but everywhere else I've changed my name to Red Spank Scott. So uh, thank you very much, Sydney, for being on the podcast. And we'll, yeah, it was enjoyable. Thank you. Yes, we'll catch you all next time on Dudes Spanking Dudes. Have a good one. <laughs>